Hello and welcome to the Huntington School Music Podcast with me, Ian Wilson, Subject Leader of Music Technology, Tim Burnage, Subject Leader of Music and Pathfinder Lead, Liz Dunbar. Last week we talked about what the point of Key Stage 3 is. Um, we often talk about the kind of the three three pillars of um, music education, if you like. I don't know if pillars is the right word. The three bits of strands. Mu- the three strands of the music The three edu- corners of the triangle. The three corners of the triangle of music <laughs> education. Um of being uh, curriculum time, um, extracurricular and instrumental tuition. Um, so today we thought we'd talk about extracurricular work. And here's the big question. What's the point of doing extracurricular work at school? Aren't we busy enough? Go on, Liz. Um, well, it's the joined up thinking of the three things. And it's really important part of, um, you know, particularly let's say your line manager or the people that you work with in the school who understand that only a third of the musical learning that's really going on happens in the classroom. And the enrichment and the, uh, the, I don't know, the community that you can build through extracurricular music and through tuition is quite phenomenal. And the idea of students becoming increasingly autonomous and independent through this process, as well as being part of the music family, is a really important part, I think, of what music departments can do. So what are the challenges that we face around putting on extracurricular uh, activities and ensembles, etc.? Time, energy, (sighs) money teaching all day long mm. and then going into a rehearsal and then going back into teaching and then going to another rehearsal and then going to a meeting. And it's it's hard work. But I think, you know, you were saying last week, Tim, about your experience of Fridays. and Five-period day. Yeah. Three lots of year nine, year eight, year 11. Then I had the saxophone group at lunchtime and the man choir after school. How did you so do it? It was like it felt like a seven-period day. Yeah. It went quickly, <laughs> and it was loads of fun. Um, but but it's quite it's quite exhausting. Yeah. Um, so th- there has to be some shortcuts in there um, where where you can. So f- with, with the boys' choir, for example, after, after school on Friday, um, I try where I can to do my own arrangements because I can bespoke them for them. Um, but sometimes it's just buy something off the peg and sing with them, um, just just to get them get get them going with something. How do you um, so you know the, the challenges of like time and energy? Are there other ways in which you can kind of use other kind of people in the school or people that are working in the school to help support extracurricular music? Absolutely, I think there's a couple of things. It, it, it amazes me how many uh, musicians there are on a staff team often. And, you know, we've got a trainee teacher singing with us on a Friday and we've got a math teacher and an ICT teacher that comes over sax, with us. sax players, yeah. Sax players, which is, which is really cool. Um, like we had a math teacher who used to play drums for, for various things. So where you can use existing musicians um, within the school, that's brilliant. But I think your visiting music teachers, your, your Perry staff, your instrumental teachers are um, potentially brilliant if you can look after them well make them feel part of the wider, a kind of a wider team at your school and build really good relationships with them. So we've got um, two of our Perry teachers that um, regularly run ensembles for us. And obviously we've got a bit of funding to find and uh, money to raise for them to do that. But it's wonderful to know that actually there are things running that none, of us, none of us three mm. are kind of responsible for. 
um, but that are being run and are high quality and are giving great experiences for, for, for our students. Tell us about your Wednesday um, band club after school. How does that work? So we've got a um, band society this year, which we've, we've only had one or two um, so far. But the idea is, is that anybody who's interested in forming um, their own band, rather than, because obviously we, we encourage students to book out uh, the practice rooms if they want to practice their instrument or indeed do a band practice but this is a bit more structured um, especially for those musicians that want to be in a band that are not yet so um, we can put them in a band we can guide them a little bit and all those kind of fraught exchanges with new bands who kind of don't quite know how to get along <laughs> or maybe need a helping hand to not um, you know murder each other and yeah what are we going to do <laughs> Um, it's just a, a helping hand to get some of them off the ground a little bit. And then, you know, once, you know, rather than them spending three weeks trying to decide what song they all like enough to try and play, I'll just say, well, why don't we play Twist and Shout? And then they can learn uh, a song. And once they can play two or three songs together, then that's probably the point where they can kind of go it alone and and, and carry on and, and, you know, build their repertoire, etc. But yeah, it's just, a, it's it's not... It's not heavily led by me, but it's just a kind of a watchful eye. And it, what's really great is that we've got um, the odd six former who is going to get involved as well as a kind of a coaching role and got year nines that help him with year sevens. So it's great from that point of view. Um, and it's it's great to kind of, you know, it's just helping people to form bands, especially in year seven. We've got lots of year seven interest. And that's great because, you know, moving forward, hopefully they'll enjoy it and then they'll be in a band. And, you know, that's wonderful. It's so interesting, isn't it? How... Actually, you, you touched upon coaching there, you know, from kids in older years. But that's that's one of the things that you can do with your extracurricular program, isn't it? You you get the opportunity to work genuinely um, across the year groups and across mm. the experience. I love that vertical learning thing. Um, students aren't trapped um, working with people in their own year group as they are with classroom. Um, they we put ensembles together based on um, ability, skill, experience rather than age. So I really like that. Do you want to tell us about the string trio you're running? Oh, yeah. So, well, well the string trio that we just started, um, it's really nice because we've got a, a established trumpet player who is also a decent pianist, and she's going to be the pianist in the trio. Uh, so, yeah, piano trio. And um, what she was saying the other day was, oh, yeah, well, normally I just watch the conductor and I just play my part when my music tells me to play my part. But she said the new piece of learning that I'm experiencing right now is I've never had to watch other people and not be directed. Um, and so this is a brand new skill for me. So I think, you know, that thing of, I think one thing that uh, we do really well is we, like you were saying, Tim, about bespoke part writing for individuals so that everybody's involved and we, we are very good at kind of making sure that um, even the least experienced musicians can be involved in everything that we do. But then when you think about, right, what are we doing to stretch the most able rather than just wheeling them out to play and stuff? I think one of the brilliant things is this idea of student coaches uh, for sectionals and for um, things like paired piano. Yeah. So uh, we have... Lots of pianists, um, partly through having a really successful piano teacher that comes into to school. Um, and what to do with them all can be a little bit of an issue at times because your rhythm sections in uh, bands and stuff often just require a pianist, a drummer, you know, a bassist. And if you end up with 
um, several of those things. It can be sometimes tricky to find um, find good plays for people. So paired piano was just, uh, you know, it was just born out of that idea of paired reading that lots of the sixth formers sat and read with some of the kids from younger year groups during registration on the morning. So we thought, well, why don't we get them up to the practice rooms and the experienced uh, sixth formers or older years or more more able pianists, um, they could sit and play duets with less experienced um, students. And it's just been a lovely project mm-hmm. um, since we, we started that. Some lovely things. My favourite ever story from it was, was there's one student um, who's now actually just about to become a coach um, and uh, and become a mentor for somebody who's a bit younger but I think she passed a grade one or two or something and the first as soon as the piano teacher told her she knew that the person that she played piano duets with was on the department floor so she went I'll be back in a second I just want to go and tell um, my kind of paired piano (laughs) partner and just ran off just just to go I passed I passed and it was just like the loveliest thing um, because it it was that kind of it was that sort of family type relationship yeah, yeah. that we try and there's a um, friendship there yeah establish an apartment and they were in different year groups um, and of course you know six former did us proud and made a fuss and it was it was great uh-huh. um, and you know and and I, I think those sorts of things have been really motivating for that student to carry on playing and you know and um, and that's great so we have you know variously five or six different pairs coming up in uh, kind of morning registration to do. Um, to do that and it's and it's great and even if you only had one pair in your school you know grade five playing with a grade one um, it's great for them it's great for sight reading it's great for the experienced musician to do that thing of I've got to coach you I've got to help you with I've got to keep an eye on what you're doing while I'm playing my part as well yeah. oh, and that's actually, brand new learning well, for them yeah when I do that I start making mistakes yeah. and I, the patience and being thoughtful and being helpful. And so it's bucket loads of new learning for both people that are involved. And also that we've got 20 minutes together. How do I make this not awkward? That social aspect to it yeah, as well. Yeah, and, it, it's, it's, and you know, that kind of learning for life, it's a really important part of working with other people. Um, we were talking earlier about the idea of from the last 18 months of silence in the department is how do we rebuild this idea of a music family and that, you know, if you can't see it, you can't be it filling in the gaps so that younger students have the experience of seeing, uh, you know, people that they can look up to. I think one of the biggest things has been just, we've just had to start again, you Mm -hmm. know, get things up and running again, start being the music department that we used to be, even if we don't yet have the numbers or the skill or the the outcomes that we had, you know, when the music stopped eighteen months ago. Yeah. Um actually we've just we've just got to start. And it, it's been encouraging over the last few weeks that people largely have returned and and now it's that job of those kids, particularly in year seven and eight, that have never had the opportunity to be in anything, or a year nine who'd just been along to a term or something when they were back in year seven. Mm. Um, just getting those invites out, having those conversations. I mean, one of the big big things that we've just done as a department is just done a survey um, with our Key Stage 3 students just to ask them what they're interested in. And we've got to now follow up with those kids, the ones that have said, yeah, I'd love to do this. Because mm. um, a lot of the time, I think, actually more kids would make music if we asked them if they wanted to. And it's that following up thing as well, as you were suggesting, uh, Tim, about the phone calls home. Yeah. And just making contact 
and saying, all oh, right, your son or your daughter is interested in learning something. Let's see what we can do to make that happen. So there is a kind of like extra piece of work that we need to do to get their ball rolling again. Yeah, absolutely. And just let, you know, families, students, even staff know that these things are all happening um, again, you know, so that we can start to kind of rebuild what's been lost over the last 18 months. Great. Should we wrap it up there for today? Yep. As always, if you've got um, anything you want us to talk about, then uh, you can tweet us or get in touch via the website, which is huntschoolmusic.com. Um, and uh, you can now listen to us on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, which is very exciting. Posh. Uh, we are posh. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening, if indeed you are. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>